You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy hump day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Hopefully the first half of your week was, you know, not miserable and you have a strong finish to it. Today we'll spend the whole episode using Josh Gardner's idea of building a roster out of Florida Gators, but my twist is that it's not just an all-time greats roster as who I think the best at every position is. Um, I'm basically using an all-time Gators roster. If I was building an expansion team into the NFL today, uh, coaching staff-wise, I will be just using Dan Mullen, Todd Grant, the best play callers. Uh, it can only be players who finished their college careers as Gators, so no Cam Newton or Janoris Jenkins appearances. Uh, sorry to all of the Will Greer and Jeff Driscoll stands out there, but uh, they won't be making an appearance, ex- aside from, you know, right now when I just mentioned them. Uh, also, thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so, or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. With that being said... Apple's podcast has been going through some issues, but they're picking up a little bit, so they're coming back. But uploads are still kind of inconsistent there, so feel free to use Spotify or Odyssey for the time being to be more up to date. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, now, uh, the first segment we're going to talk about the philosophy of this team and the coaching staff is, of course, like I mentioned, uh, Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham. Of course, unless something changes from the time that I record this until the time it comes out, uh, there is no offensive coordinator. Of course, Brian Johnson is now with the Philadelphia Eagles as the quarterback's coach, so there's that. Uh, So we're just going to keep rolling with Dan Mullen as the head coach and play caller and Todd Grantham as the defensive coordinator. Uh, The philosophy here is what I think we're going to see a lot more of the Florida Gators this year, Um, you know, last year. We still spread them vertically, spread them horizontally, but now we've got that running quarterback there. We've got the spread option is most likely coming back to Gainesville, or at least to be a lot more prominent in this offense. You know, if you don't know, spread option is pretty much spread out the defense as much as you can, make them defend every blade of grass so that you can run the ball and trick ways like that. Uh, so that's that's one of the things that we're going to focus on with this offense, and I think I put together a solid enough roster to do so. Uh, don't want to pat myself on the back, but I, I think I've set them up for a decent bit of success. Uh, of course, the main goal also offensively to put up points and keep the defense guessing so that they never really know where the ball's going, how it's going to get there, what they're going to do, you know, just just keep the defense on their toes. And then defensively, 
The plan here is to get after the quarterback, frustrate these receivers, and force some turnovers. So, I mean, the Gators have enough all-time greats where it's like, okay, we can (laughs) certainly do all of those things. Uh, Maybe not with ease, but yeah, we could absolutely make it happen uh, on a pretty consistent basis. I tried fitting this team the best way I can to fit this Dan Mullen offense. Uh, That's, you know, we're going to have one quarterback, uh, two running backs, four receivers, two tight ends. Uh, For offensive line, I'm only going one deep with the starters. So we've got two tackles, two guards, and a center. Defense, we've got three edge rushers just because, you know, teams very frequently, especially in the NFL, rotate. (laughs) Sorry, my cat just pushed the door open. Uh, two interior defensive linemen, three linebackers, three cornerbacks mainly, and three safeties. So we've got some versatility there. Uh, there's one honorable mention safety that I feel like I have to mention, uh, especially for Josh Gardner. I think he's going to love that one. Uh, special teams are going kicker, punter, one returner that we're just going to say is going to handle both jobs at that point. So that's how the makeup of the roster is going to go. The next segment is going to break down the offense. Final segment is going to break down the defense. And I'm going to try to have some fun with it. Uh, it's all-time great Gators, whether they were fantastic in college and burnt out in the NFL or surprisingly successful in the NFL after not being amazing in college. Uh, so it's just it, it's a mix. Some guys are just on here because I like them. Some guys... I've only seen watching classic games, but, uh, you know, their reputation and them just being the greats that they were, uh, they found their way onto the roster. So, yeah, it, it's a team that I think would do a decent job of uh, holding their own in the NFL. But before we get into actually building the roster, we're going to talk about building our bodies. That's gross, but I, I just keep doing it. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including Built Bar Champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Uh, personally, though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Those are just like, those are my two sweet spots there. Uh, if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, totally didn't just buy ice cream. Just want to point that out. Uh, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. That is LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Taking a look at the offensive side of the ball, uh, you might be a little annoyed with who I chose to be the quarterback for this team, given that he was not successful in the NFL, but he was very successful in college. Some might say he was the most successful college quarterback of all time. I say he was the greatest college quarterback, greatest college football player we've ever seen, not just at Florida ever anywhere Uh, and he's got a ton of experience with Dan Mullen here so I'm going Tim Tebow as the starting quarterback this one's not just about me being a huge Tim Tebow fan it's also about Florida's uh quarterback track record not amazing in the NFL uh shockingly so Tim Tebow is our quarterback here especially if we're going to be going spread option he's got the experience he's proven that he can do it especially with Dan Mullen as a play caller 
So I'm going Tebow as the starting quarterback. My top two running backs are Emmett Smith and Fred Taylor. Both are guys that really, uh, their primes were a, a bit before my time, uh, just because, you know, I'm a youngin'. But Emmett Smith and I'm really Fred Taylor's is very underrated, but Emmett Smith, one of the greatest running backs, if not the greatest running back of all time at the pro level. Of course, very successful in college, but, you know, when he went to the pros was really, he hit his stride. So we're going there and we're going to just cause havoc for these defenses. They are going to have to commit to the running game. But while they're trying to do that, our wide receivers on this roster I went with, uh, let's see, there's speed, there's speed, there's speed, and, oh, yep, more speed. We've got Percy Harvin, Rydell Anthony, Ike Hilliard, and Jacquez Green are the guys that I went for. I realized that Anthony Hilliard and Green are kind of from the same realm or same range, and Percy Harvin is very much not. But, I mean, you just put a ton of speed on the field. Like, Ike Hilliard, sure, maybe he wasn't just a speed demon like the other three guys, but he was a very smooth route runner from, from again, the classic games that I've watched of him. Uh, so he's a very smooth route runner. He's got the technique down. I mean, here's the thing. He's a wide receivers coach, and I feel like even if you played at the pro level, you're not going to be a wide receiver coach if your technique wasn't down. So Ike Hilliard, I'm, I love him. I'm totally down for it. We got Percy Harvin, Ryder Anthony, Ike Hilliard, and Jack West Green. We are just going to stretch defenses vertically and horizontally. And I could not think of another four guys that I would rather have playing receiver than these four. Just, just purely from a speed standpoint and just purely from a making the defense respect you standpoint. Moving on to tight end, we've got uh, two quarterbacks that move to tight end. We've got Kyle Pitts and Jordan Reed. We've got three quarterbacks and with the tight end on this roster. We've got Kyle Pitts and Jordan Reed as our starting tight ends here. Uh, I'm going to mark them both as starters just because I think they both got... I mean, they don't have like super different skill sets. Kyle Pitts is just like better. Um, uh, Kyle Pitts is actually absolutely a better blocker. There's no doubt about that one. But receiving-wise... They can both split out wide, play big slot. They've they've done that. They've proven that they can do that. Jordan Reed, of course, unfortunately, struggled with injuries. He's a guy, though. He's one of the players that I meant that I was talking about when I said uh, wasn't a huge name in college, but really broke out in the NFL. Jordan Reed, when he was healthy, was one of the most productive tight ends in the NFL. And I mean. It's, it's really a shame that he was just so often injured, but Kyle Pitts, Jordan Reed are our two tight ends here, and we're going to make you use, whether you want to say corners or safeties, whatever you want to put on them, they're going to beat them, and they're just going to cause havoc to the defense. Offensive line here, uh, I'm going to read through all five, and I'm going to get through what I think is a solid strategy here. We've got Lomas Brown. He's going to be our left tackle. Um... I obviously, like I said, I'm a young and so he was way before my time, but just the reputation he has and just his uh, his importance, no doubt he had to make this list. Max Starks is the other offensive tackle. We've got Trent Brown at guard, which I know he's a very good tackle in the NFL now, but at Florida, he was a guard. John Jalapio is another guard, and that one I'll, I'll get to. But then we've got center Marquise Pouncey. Now, I 
wanted to include Mike Pouncey as a guard here. But I felt like that would have been cheap using two guys that were guards in college and moved to a different position on the offensive line in the NFL. And uh, John Jalapio, for really whatever, I don't know what the reason is, but this is how I feel. I love John Jalapio. He's one of my favorite offensive linemen of all time. Uh, NFL, college, I don't, he's one of my favorite offensive linemen. I'm not a huge O-line guy. But for some reason, John Jalapio, I'm like, this This dude's awesome. He's just, he's so sick. I just, I love having him on the team. I loved when he was a Gator. He was one of the uh, few bright spots on those offenses. Because, uh, yeah, um, that was, a, that was a rough time a little bit. <laughs> We've got Lomas Brown and Max Starks there. Just two, I mean, Lomas was obviously dominant tackle. Max Starks, plenty capable of getting it done. He's a good pass protector solid run blocker trent brown able to hold his own pass protection he's just he'd be a god at guard really uh john jalapio he's gonna be the weak link here (laughs) we know that but he's not the weak link in my heart that would be lomas brown because like i said i I never got to watch him play uh marquise pouncey is a center now I mentioned wanting to get Mike Pouncey on this roster, but that was just something that I couldn't justify just given that, um, how do I put this lightly? Uh, Marquise is just so much better. (laughs) That's really it. Like you could talk about college NFL, their draft position is very similar. Their NFL, not very similar. Like a lot of people like to think that they're very similar athletically and all that stuff. Like Marquise Pouncey was a, five-time All-Pro and like a nine or ten-time Pro Bowler. Meanwhile, Mike Pouncey, who granted had his injuries, um, he very much wasn't. He was, I think, a four-time Pro Bowler. So uh, Marquise is just significantly better. I think Marquise would be able to take command of this offensive line and kind of make the calls he'd have to. He has experience playing in this offense. That's a very big thing for me as well. Again, we're taking these guys just at like random points in their career, really. It's not just like coming into the NFL at their peak or whatever. We're just, we're taking these guys and we're just just like their career as a whole, just as this one player. So that's where we're going with them. Uh, To recap the offense real quick, we've got Tim Tebow leading it. We've got Emmitt Smith and Fred Taylor as our other running backs. Uh, we've got Percy Harvin, Rydell Anthony, Ike Hilliard, and Jacquez Green as our receivers. Tight end Kyle Pitts and Jordan Reed. Offensive tackles are Lomas Brown and Max Starks. Guards are Trent Brown and John Jalapio. And center, Marquise Pouncey. Uh, so that 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 about does it for our offense. And honestly, that's, that's a championship offense if you're asking me. But do you think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I'm just saying, I said it yesterday, I'm going to say it again today, I'm going to take those odds. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your 
online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D O N with no space. And now taking a look at the defense, I'll let you know right now that this list has three guys that I never really got to watch much of. Again, I've seen them when watching Gators Classics games, uh, if possible. But and I know of their reputation and their production and how insane they were at the time. But like I said, some guys are just too good. Like that, I I don't have to see them. I know how good they are because they've proven it time and time again. So taking a look first, uh, we'll start on the edge defenders. Sure, why not? We've got. <clears throat> I picked the first guys, Dante Fowler Jr., because this this is before I was evaluating draft prospects, but Dante Fowler Jr., I remember when watching the Gators, was one of the most dominant players that I have ever seen at any position, mainly because he used to do this thing that that was just so disrespectful, and I loved it, where he would like he, he'd kind of like jig into a song like he'd be like going he's like rocking back and forth one foot on the ground at a time and it's like right before the snap and like they they the offense would snap the ball and Dante Fowler just so explosive that he would still get through and make the play and it was just one of the coolest things I've ever seen so he was the first name I wrote on this list even if he might be the third best player on this list here Second player on the list is Jack Youngblood, which Jack Youngblood is one of those players that I was talking about when I say I never really got to watch him play uh, just because, like like I have said, I am a youngin'. <laughs> that, is, that is a thing. Uh, Jack Youngblood was inducted into the Hall of Fame when I was like five, so <laughs> that's, how, that's how off we are there. Uh, but he was just... I mean, he's one of the best edge defenders of all time, really. Uh, he was a defensive player of the year. He, he, he's just a complete stud. Uh, so he had to be included on this list. He's just always been so dominant throughout his tenure. And I know sacks weren't like officially registered when he was playing, but I do believe it's that he had unofficially 14 sacks in one season, which would be the which would be the uh, the Florida Gators single season record for sacks, but of course at the time they were not recorded, so he does not have that record, which is just kind of silly because like one thing that, you know what I will save it for the end. <laughs> the third edge defender is Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap is a guy that really broke out. He was just a stud at the NFL. Really, is when he just did his king things. Uh, but he was he's definitely good enough as a college player and pro player to make this list for me. Looking at defensive tackle, we've or interior defensive line, sorry. We've got Sharif Floyd and Gerard Warren was the other guy that I picked. I don't we've had a lot of talented defensive linemen come in and out of Gainesville. Sharif Floyd is one guy who I think was one of the best gator defensive linemen I've ever seen. Uh unfortunately he had, you know, medical concerns and medical issues that kept him from really hitting his full potential in the NFL. So that sucked. But then we're going to look at Gerard Warren, who 
Gerard Warren is someone that I actually got to watch play uh, barely as a Gator because I was a toddler at the time. But in the NFL, I remember watching him frequently and be like, this dude's a beast guy. Like, he, he's, like, sneakily a beast. Like, Big G's that dude. Um, so I, I had to include him on this list. This one was, this one was, yeah, I'll, I'll say the easiest position for me to pick was interior defensive line just because it's, like, two guys that I've seen be absolutely dominant forces before. And then looking at linebacker, uh, first player up is my favorite Gators linebacker of all time, uh, Brandon Spikes, who, again, yeah, one of my favorite Gators linebackers of all time. I think he's a just tremendous talent. I've always loved what he done, what he can do, what he's done. He's just he's underrated to me. Uh, when his NFL career ended, it was, it was very upsetting to me. Of course, another guy that dealt with injuries uh, seems to be the trend going on here. Uh, the other linebacker is Wilbur Marshall, who is someone that I never got to see play because he retired the year that I was born. So that's how long ago he played. Uh, it's a 25 years, by the way. But he was someone who, he was, he's kind of a do-it-all linebacker. And it's like, what more could you ask for at that point? Like He did it all. He did it all at a pretty high level. So he's just one of those guys where it's like, okay, like he was, an, he was a multiple-time all-pro player. So it, it's hard to really be like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't be on this team. He was a pretty easy pick. He's Like I mentioned, he's one of those guys that I've never seen him play live. I've seen him play classics. But uh, he's you just like you got to respect him at that point, and you got to know that he, you know, he, he can do his thing third linebacker to round out the group because of course florida usually runs a 4-3 uh, jonathan bostic is the next guy and i know that's that's kind of weird but jonathan bostic is one of my favorite gators linebackers of all time um partially just because of that shot that he laid on uh teddy bridgewater in the sugar bowl i want to say off the top of my head sorry if that's wrong um but just the huge shot that he laid was just wicked. Uh, I think it was my f- laptop wallpaper for a very long time afterwards. Um, yeah, it, it was just insane. He's up there, especially because it's like Cal- our defenses go nickel a lot. So you really only have two linebackers that play a lot. But he can come in and be a sand linebacker whenever he's needed. Next up is the secondary. We've got cornerback. Uh, the first one that I picked was Joe Hayden. I do believe that he is uh, the greatest Gators corner of all time. That's just that's literally just how I'm. That's how I feel about it. I, I, I just I I think he's a freak. I think he is underrated, and I think that he, a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, no, he's not as good as he used to be. He, he's not as good as he used to be, but he used to be arguably the best corner in the NFL. He is still very good, though. Uh, Lito Shepard is the next one that I picked. Sorry, I realized I just screamed in your ears. <laughs> but Lito Shepard was all pro, all American, all SEC. He was just a do-it-all kind of guy. He played for one of my least favorite franchises in the NFL for the Eagles. This is where he got drafted by. It's where he spent most of his career. But he's an absolute stud in college and i mean there's no way i could have left him off this list next up would be cj henderson as the third corner which 
Sounds weird. Like the Gators have had a lot of corners come out and go into the NFL. CJ Henderson is one of the highest uh, evaluated corners I've watched. I love them in man coverage. He's just a freak athlete. I think he's just he's he's got a decent way to go still in the NFL, but I think he could become a true like island man. Um, also important to note that him and Kyle Pitts are really the only two like young guys. Uh, I mean, Trent Brown's in there, but he's mid-late 20s, I believe now, oh, which isn't old, but for relative to an NFL player, it is. Uh, so CJ Henderson's CJ Henderson and uh, Kyle Pitts are the only two like young, young guys on this list. Looking at safety, we've got Reggie Nelson, who I'll say, despite the next guy's accomplishments, Reggie Nelson's the greatest Florida safety of all time. Safeties are my jam. DBs are my jam. So Reggie Nelson, greatest Florida safety of all time. Uh, Lawrence Wright is the next one, the only Gator Jim Thorpe award winner, so he had to be on Like, he was a guarantee. And the third safety is Keanu Neal, someone who's a first-round safety, big banger playing linebacker now, but is what it is. He's a very capable prospect, and we got Keanu Neal, Jonathan Bostic. We're out here to hit dudes and not feel bad about it. Uh, honorable mention there, especially for Josh Gardner's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I wanted to include him, but Lawrence Wright was just too good for me to really justify it. Um, but he's the honorable mention there. Special teams, kickers Caleb Sturgis, uh, just an amazing college kicker, capable NFL kicker. Just yeah, He had, I think, like a seven-year career, so he still had a good career because the average NFL career is three, went three years, if you didn't know. Uh, punter, numbers-wise, it would be Bobby Joe Green, but... I'm going Johnny Townsend. My specialists, especially my specialists, are going to be guys that I loved. And so Johnny Townsend is the next guy. And another specialist that I loved, Andre DeBose. Um, He was just fantastic in my eyes. I think he was a fantastic returner. Never lived up to the hype as a receiver. But as a returner, he had, I think, five return touchdowns in his career. So, I mean, how could you turn that down? Um, before I get into the outro real quick, the thing that I was saying that irritates me is that sacks used to not count, and now they do, so there's clearly been no issue in changing stats before. It's stupid that when a quarterback gets sacked, it counts as a rush for negative yards. That's dumb. That should be the next stat that gets changed. It should have been changed a long time ago. It actually never should have been a thing. It makes no sense at all. Just want to point that out. Um... (laughs) That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as it's Tebow Thursday. Just kidding. But uh, we will talk about some Tebow and some Tebow-centric odds on Bet Online. That's going to be fun to break down. Uh, once again, my name is Brandon Wilson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole 9 Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Uh, be sure to check out Locked On Jaguars, hosted by Tony Wiggins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I can tell you that Tony certainly loves the Tebow signing. Um, wink, wink, if you couldn't catch the sarcasm there. Uh, today on the Locked On Today podcast, why is the Tebow time in Jacksonville? I'll tell you why, Peter Bukowski, because it's Tebow time everywhere, really, not just Jacksonville. Dude just is he's father time at this point every time Chibo shows up everything just drops and goes nuts get more of the sports news you need in less time with the lockdown today podcast 
Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.